You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Best Bets for Pets. I'm Michelle Fern, and we are on PetLifeRadio.com. Today, the most important thing with your dog, your dogs, being able to train them. It's really important. It's important for you as a pet owner and important for the dog. I have a wonderful guest today. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Buster, you're telling me my dog food products can't go on your shelves? That's right. Didn't pass one of my Petco certified nutrition checklists. Sorry, Wayne. Who made these checklists? Geniuses. Very smart guys. Well, it's good enough for most grocery stores. Do you see cheese puffs on my shelves? Mayonnaise? Soda pop? No. That's because I ain't running no grocery store, Wayne. Your pets will get better nutrition. I guarantee it. Petco. Where healthy pets go. Go to PetLifeRadio.com slash Petco and get $6 off your order of $60 or more and up to 40% off hundreds of items at Petco. PetLifeRadio.com slash Petco. Dyson. The new Dyson Animal Vacs are powerful bagless upright backings for homes with pets. Air muscle and radio root cyclone technology generates the strongest suction power to powerfully remove dust, dirt, and pet hair from the home or car. To order your Dyson Animal Vac, go to PetLifeRadio.com forward slash Dyson. PetLifeRadio.com forward slash Dyson. To order your Dyson Animal Vac today. Dyson. Music to your ears. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Today, I have with me renowned animal psychologist, Dr. Robert Mugford. Welcome, Dr. Mugford. Hello, Michelle. Great to be on your program. Great to have you on the show. Now, can you tell our listeners, what exactly does an animal psychologist do, and how does that relate to dog training? Well, so much of academic psychology is concerned with the behavior of animals. We've all heard of Pavlov, Skinner, Watson. Well, these were people who studied learning in, in animals and then translated that into theories about maybe how humans learned. And that, that's my background academically. I'm a psychologist, very interested in learning theory. And pretty much the same rules apply to animals as to humans. Um, but actually, um, I got out of the laboratory and got into people's homes, people's uh, cars, people's uh, parks, where they interact with their pet animals, be the cats, dogs, horses. And I'm really interested in the what's called the human-animal bond, the relationship the psychological glue that 
attract people to the company of animals and uh, and really it's become a big field, a very popular field of research and commentary uh, the world over because people are amazed that every culture virtually on the planet seems to have a soft spot and a softer spot with each passing year for animals. I know her especially because the company of animals has come out with a few really interesting products. What would you say is the most important training tool or what's the most important thing you should teach your dogs? I would say the most important training tool you could have is a a crisp packet, an empty food container, or, of course, treats, because dogs respond very well to persuasion and what's more persuasive than food, just as it's, if you like, the the currency of um, the motivation of the dog just as unfortunately dollars pounds and the rest have become the currency of uh, human beings so um that's very important but another reward system that's really important for dogs is recognition they have an ego just like humans and if you look at them and you smile and you give them a soft touch you think oh god i've been touched by the almighty you know (laughs) roger michelle or, or or any of you listening and, and so they really love human contact and they love recognition and that's feeding their ego. And, but there are a whole host of other reward systems that you can provide, of course, the opportunity to run, to exercise, opportunities to play particular favorite toys. You know, all the amazing work that's done by these detection dogs that look for people carrying drugs or currencies or um, if they're going to Australia, New Zealand, uh, uh, meat and vegetables. Their only reward for those dogs is just half a minute's play with a broken old tennis ball. So um, dogs are very manipulative. And the other big thing in the dog's life is access to play with another dog. I mean, dogs are supremely social animals and they just love the opportunity to be with another dog, which is why they love to go out for walks and running in the park. Um, And if you've got an only lonely dog, then maybe you should be thinking about having a second or third dog as do I. And then you see really interesting um, uh, hierarchical and uh, within-pack interactions, uh, which give you, as a human being, a different insight into your dog's behavior than if you had just one. That's really interesting. I especially liked how treats are like currency for dogs. I've never heard that before, and it's but it's so true. They could care less about dollars, you know, and, and change and checks and all that. But give them, you know, one of their favorite snacks and or treats, and they're they're happy. They're really happy. And people think, imagine that treats should be something special and different than the food that you give them for their regular meals. And dogs should have regular meals. Well, not necessarily. You can break down the dogs regular food allowance into, well, 100, 200 little mini-meals, mini-snacks. And each of these snacks can be a motivational experience. And you can incorporate those snacks into, say, a stuffed toy like a Kong or into one of the interactive games, which a very clever, talented Swedish lady called Nina Otterson has um, devised. And these Nina Otterson interactive games can be rewarded for playing, not by winning money on the jackpot like going to Vegas, but uh, three, four, ten grams of food in one of the little food containers. So these Nina Otterson games are just fabulous, and it's a game that you play with the dog on the floor. Um, And uh, Nina's just got a, a fabulous new product called the Dog Treat Maze, and there the dog works on his own to release treats from the 
maze and learns that actually food doesn't come for nothing. Food is not free. You have to work for food. Did you know you have to work for for the benefits of a salary? Uh, and increasingly, I think in lots of societies, we have to have people work for their social security, quite rightly, I'd say. And well, for dogs too, um, you know, they shouldn't get things just thrown on the floor for doing nothing. Uh, make them perform and make them do things to earn the... Because in nature, dogs will have to work really hard to get tomorrow and, and today's food. You know, they have to go out hunting and they have to track and scent and use all their uh, skills and and knowledge to find small or large uh, animals of prey to kill and eat. And so it should be when they're pets in our own home. Thank you so much for that information because it's always important for dog owners, whether you have had dogs forever or you're a new dog owner, to know the importance of treats. What is probably the most important thing to teach your dog? To want you and to appreciate your company, I'd say. And you've got to earn that. Um, In other words, you've got to be important. And if your dog thinks you're important, he'll come back to you when you let him off the lead. And if he thinks you're important, you'll get, you know, a big friendly tail wag and and a a lick when you come home. And it is that sort of appreciation that really makes us want to keep dogs, especially dogs, because they are so social and they work pretty much like humans or maybe pretty much like three, four, five-year-old children. Um, So I'd say come and stay, uh, but then everybody needs to have their dog sit because uh, unless they've got some musculoskeletal defects, uh, like some little achy muscles, um, to sit means that they can't move, that they're in one place. Um, and obviously in trafficked areas in the cities, um, it's so dangerous. So from a distance, if you can get your dog to go into a sit or better, a lie down or down, then um, that could save his life. But there's a whole host of other things, you know. I, I think dogs need to use their senses, their sense of smell, vision, uh, and their brains. And that can come from tracking. Um, following scents, it's such an easy thing to teach. The dogs just love to use their nose. And I've got a dog, I must tell you, Michelle, it's um, called Bounce, and he's a Labrador. And I've got another dog who's a Staffordshire who's hopeless and <laughs> really naughty. And the Staffordshire keeps on going off and getting lost. And, and I can take the Labrador to where I think the Staffordshire is and say, go find Humphrey, go find Humphrey. And this Labrador goes off hunting him. But e- equally, I can say, you know, go find my old slippers or where, where, where are my socks or where's this or where's that. And this Labrador has a whole vocabulary of a range of objects that he will go searching. And it's not difficult to teach these little useful tricks. And, you know, dogs for the disabled or these assistance and disability dogs, and that's ba- the basis of the training of those, usually Labradors or Retrievers. But um, many of us have dogs that would just love to be useful around the house. Yeah, it's funny. I think of mine, and dogs have such different personalities with what you could teach them, what they're good at, the ones that are obstinate and just don't want to learn. You could, I could just imagine them that if they were people, they'd be, you know, in a classroom, the class clown. Yeah. Well, I, I think every dog's got a lot more capacity for learning and for doing things than we give them credit for, and, and that's my experience with clients. Um, we constantly underestimate our dog's abilities and cleverness, and uh, in, now there's a lot of new research showing that, would you believe, pigeons and before that rats they have some very complicated cognitive lives. And if, if rats and pigeons can do it, we sure as heck dogs can do it. You know? 
I've, I've got dogs, most Alyssa's have got dogs that when you're you know, driving home, when you're within five, ten miles of home, kilometers, um, the dog wakes up and says, hmm, no, no, right, right. What is it that they're responding to? It may be smell, but more likely it is changes in the magnetic sort of the earth, of the surface of the earth. So dogs, are just like homing pigeons and swallows that go north-south migrations, they, they're very sensitive to things that we don't know about, magnetic forces in the surface of the earth. Dogs don't like to be left at home and ignored. Uh, they are not catch potatoes. They're not just some, uh, if you like, um, cushion that you can have on your lap to keep you warm and amuse you. Um, yeah, not a little stuffed doll. They're, they must be given the opportunity to lead good and fulfilling lives. Now, the company of animals has come out with a few different types of training products. So let's talk a little bit about those. What is the purpose of the pet corrector? Well, I suppose which means I've been studying animals and their relations with people, and I've been looking at the training problems that people encounter because my, pro- my job is to solve behavior problems, big problems in that dog owners complain about. Um, and obviously, usually it's dogs that bite, uh, aggressive dogs. Um, but one of the recurrent mistakes that I see pet owners making with their animals is that they whack them, they smack them, they shout at them, they kick them, they do all sorts of horrible things to their dog when inevitably the dog jumps up, the dog, dog steals the cat's food, it runs upstairs with muddy paws, it jumps into the car when it's mucky, um, it defecates, urinates in the wrong place, oh gosh, maybe on your carpet. And there's a host of things that potentially a dog can do, and indeed when their puppies will do. And there's just too much corporal punishment, if you like, and one suspects that, you know, if you could have capital punishment hanging for some mistakes, and people will say, yeah, go for that. Um, you know, you stole my Sunday dinner roast joint. Um, you've got to die for that. Um, well, of course, that's a nonsense. And dogs don't think that way. And, and physical whacking dogs must stop. And so we were thinking of a way to stop that. Now, I've been for many years dealing with seriously aggressive, dangerous dogs and invented the concept of a carbon dioxide CO2 compressed gas fire extinguisher. Do you know the sort of mean? The big steel cylinders... They go, and a cloud of white CO2 gas uh, goes up, and it's scary. And, and, and it turns out, when you look at dogs' reactions to this scary stimulus, that it is the sound, mostly, that they're responding to. And that sound relates to the sound of a bunch of wild animals, uh, snakes, geese, swans, some insects, and they make that sound. Can you tell our listeners what the pet corrector actually looks like? The pet corrector is a little tiny can that uh, stands about ooh, five, six inches high, and it contains compressed gas. Now, this gas is then released through a little orifice that makes a special sound, much like the sound of an angry snake or a goose. And I'm going to give you an example with one that I'm holding right now. Um, and it's tuned so that that particular sound is aversive to dogs and I have to say it's not particularly aversive to me or you or any, any human being because our human hearing range is at a much lower level than the dog. So this is so-called white noise and a lot more high-frequency components that dogs find really quite scary. And 
something like 98% of all dogs respond to that initially. 2% get angry and, and come say, hey, don't do that again. Um, but most retreat, um, and it's an aversive stimulus. And all aversive stimuli, uh, just like hitting dogs that I was criticizing earlier, should be used very sparingly. But there will be occasions when, if you like, you, you have a child who touches a hot stove or you play with electricity when you don't know what you're doing, you're going to be punished for doing that. And sometimes dogs need to be punished for doing certain things that you don't want them to ever do again. It's too dangerous. They step into, off the sidewalk and in, into traffic. Uh, they're a dead dog. Um, so they must know that the only safe place is the pavement and the road is dangerous. Um, they chase a jogger. Joggers don't like being chased by dogs. Um, or in some really serious life-threatening conditions, that's when we use a pet corrector. Actually, we find in all our studies that uh, we sold it well over a million, million plus of these uh, little devices that a lot of people are using it to stop barking, nuisance barking, that obviously upsets the neighborhoods. And uh, the commonest situation would be dogs in the car that, yap, 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 yap. Or at the beginning of a walk, have you seen that, Michelle, when you know somebody's got three or four cavaliers or little terriers and they all bark um, and you just lose control of what's happening? Well, a pet corrector is a way of saying, silence! And they all sit down and say, okay, never do it again. And, and thereafter, all you do is hold the can, say, you know, make my day. Here's the pet corrector. It's, it's colored red and it's very distinctive. Um, and the dog realizes that uh, when you're holding that in your hand, He's got to behave. He mustn't jump up, mustn't steal the cat's food, mustn't go upstairs, um, and so on and so on. It's a great idea because it's harmless. It's just, you know, compressed air. We have so many positive feedbacks from veterinarians, professionals, and people who said, oh, it's been my lifesaver. Um, and then, of course, you can fill that void, because it is a void, the dog stops doing something naughty, fill that space in time with positive, nice things to do. Uh, retrieve a toy, uh, you know, rough and tumble, anything, you know, go go off on a little scent track. Um, and it just uh, gives you an opportunity to revert to reward-based training. But reward-based training isn't going to stop something that the dog itself finds more rewarding. It's really rewarding for a dog to chase a cat or a squirrel up a tree, even though they never catch the squirrel, and they love it. So there has to be something that says no before you can say, well, alternatively, we can go and um, dig for mushrooms in the, in the forest or we can um, go uh, rec recover that ball that I've thrown into the bushes. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Every pet is unique. Maybe they're gray in the muzzle, yet young at heart. Maybe they're growing out of the puppy stage and into their paws and ears. Or maybe they're just trying to maintain a more girlish figure. At PetSmart, we have the right food for your pet at a great value for you. PetSmart. Be better together. <coughs> Go to PetLifeRadio.com slash PetSmart and save up to 30% on toys, collars, leashes, PetSmart gift cards, treats, and more. Go to PetLifeRadio.com slash PetSmart today. 
I don't make any decisions about who to hire without going to Angie's List first. You'll find reviews on home repair to health care written by people just like you. With Angie's List, I know who to call and I know the results will be fantastic. Angie's List. Who you can trust. Go to Angie'sList.com forward slash best and get 25% off any subscription. That's Angie'sList.com forward slash best. B-E-S-T. Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go to 1-800-PetMeds.com forward slash best, B-E-S-T, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com. Coast to coast and around the world, it's all behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, this is the place for a special paparazzi treat, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Today, I have with me animal psychologist, Dr. Robert Mugford. Another product that the company of animals has is the Baskerville Ultra Muzzle. Now, I always think that a muzzle is for really aggressive dogs, and I'm, I'm not sure I love the idea of putting a muzzle on, although I know it's, you know, very good to have. Yeah, well, I agree with you, Michelle, actually. Um, you know, I don't want every dog to need to wear a muzzle. In fact, the whole purpose of my work and, um, you, know, you know, pioneers like Ian Dunbar and, and Mike Fox and others who work in the U.S. over the many years is that we all want every dog to be a perfect companion pet and not to need a muzzle because of aggressive behavior. But the truth is some dogs are aggressive uh, for whatever reason. They've not been so lucky in life. They didn't get good um, dog parents. Um, and maybe they've got some genetic uh, predisposition to biting, and biting is unacceptable. So um, a muzzle which allows the dog to be comfortable, to be, engage in normal behavior, and importantly, to receive treats is what I've been looking for, what I've been trying to develop, and I have developed it, and that's what this ultra muscle is doing. It's going to completely revolutionize the treatment of ag- aggressive and dangerous dogs and gives them a second chance, uh, which is what I want. You know, a dog that bites once, twice, uh, you know, it's, it's still 99, 9.9999% lovely dog it's just on one occasion or two occasions and in very easily particular circumstances it has bitten it's restrained at the veterinary surgeons and it's scared or it's uh, the groomers or um, it protects and defends the car 
or certain types of other dogs. I've got a dog that hates black Labradors. Um, uh, you know, you, you can't go out and, and have <laughs> black Labradors put in danger by having such a dog. Have it wear a muzzle and then engage in some positive reward-based uh, behavior modification. Um, but the muzzles that have been around historically and have not been comfortable, did not allow the dogs to drink. Uh, and in hot weather, like yours in Florida, um, they cannot pant. So it's really important that we don't use these, we call them sock muzzles, fabric muzzles, that will clamp the jaws closed and the dog can't keep cool. Did you know, Michelle, that 90 plus percent of all the heat loss from the body is lost just through inspired and expired air across the nasal gland in the nose and it's not through sweating on you know all the ways that we humans lose uh, heat, body heat so it's really important that they be able to open their mouth and pant with their tongues lolling out and and that's what this vascular ultra muzzle design does and i'm very proud of it it's one of the best things i've done I, you know all parts of the usa well many parts of the usa but other countries too have breed specific legislation in certain breeds have to wear a muzzle, regardless of whether they've done anything good or bad. Um, so usually it's pit bull terriers. We've got a law like that in the United Kingdom. In Spain, it's a, a bunch of other dogs. In, um, in Scandinavia, um, again, it's usually pit bull terriers. And it's completely unfair and irrational to have this breed-specific legislation, but um, those dogs that have to wear muzzles deserve the right to wear muzzles that are not too restrictive. I've only had to request a muzzle a few times. When you said groomer, I thought, oh, yeah, that's it. Because the dogs, I've had a few dogs so far in my life, and they don't really like their nails or paws, you know, the paws touched or the nails cut. And in that instance, I would never want my dog to bite anyone. And I've told the groomer at the time, you know, if you have a muzzle, you need to use it. I'm okay with that. They probably didn't have a Baskerville muzzle because this was a while ago. But I really like the idea of a muzzle that even though it's restrictive on the dog, it's still comfortable. Literally, the, the ultra muzzle isn't restrictive. It, it allows a full gape. Um, and um, the, the dog can if they have to wear it for many hours at a time. But, you know, it's true of all muzzle designs. A, a dog wearing a muzzle must be supervised. You should never leave a dog muzzled indoors or in your yard, lot, um, car, um, if it's not accompanied by you. Uh, because uh, dogs can pull muscles and then they get jammed into their mouth or they vomit into them. Uh, and, of course, it's very, very cruel and, and dangerous to have that situation arise. But there's some really bad muzzles about. Um, and um, the basketball only been available for eight, nine months. Um, it's been, I have to say, a worldwide success. It's going to be the, it's like the Gucci of the... Muzzle fraternity. <laughs> uh, we tried it, and we're going to make it in Gary colours, like uh, you know, pink and jolly colours, as well as black. But at the moment, they're all in black, and I don't know. I'm trying to get the world to be a little bit more exotic about the colours of pet accessories that they buy. I think an exotic dog muzzle that would do well. Very interesting. Yeah, Might yeah. as well, well bring we'll you know. We'll have one named Bling with uh, sheen and uh, diamante. Uh, <laughs> inserts and um, things like that, and, and maybe a little flashing collar built into it too. Now, talking of flashing collar, the vivid collar, that right. is great. Tell our listeners, please, about the vivid collar. 
Well, we're here in uh, the Northern Hemisphere in a dreary old midwinter, aren't we? Well, we're just actually, there's a prospect of spring um, because the days are gradually getting longer. But um, anyway, we're, most of us getting up early, walking our dogs in nights, dark mornings and dark evenings. Um, and it's really dangerous. Now, there have been many, many flashing lights attached to dogs' collars. The collars that themselves have flashed. Um, but the very collar that we designed is rechargeable. So it's rechargeable via a USB charger, and we supply this with the collar. Um, and each charge will last for hours, about 15 hours. And so I don't know how long your walks are, but most people walk their dog for an hour or so. So um, it's, it's really making... Um, uh, flashing collars easily accessible to any dog owner. It's a nice looking collar, the sort of collar that you would want to leave on the dog uh, day, night, winter, summer. And it's trouble free. Uh, and, and obviously, you don't then have to look for batteries when inevitably uh, it runs out of charge. You just stick it in the wall and, and it'll recharge. So, um, safety, safety, safety. And a lot of the work we do for animals, our company of animals, is for the benefit of the animals and in its safety uh, of, with the ultra nozzle we were just talking about uh, is uh, just as important as safe restraint systems like the halty head collar. You know, Michelle, I'm, I'm the one who invented the halty head collar, which is a nice way to walk a dog that's big and strong. And uh, and it was the idea behind the pet collector to stop you know, aggressive dogs causing harm and, and scaring people. And likewise, this heavy collar is strictly for the benefit of the animal so that they're not going to be hit by cars and you're not going to lose them in the forest, in the woods, um, in, in the dead of night. It's a very attractive collar and it's very easy to recharge. Is this collar available in all sizes for, you know, for all types of dogs or just for larger dogs? If you've got a little, you know, three kilo, sort of eight, ten pound chihuahua, um, then uh, it's, just at the lower limit, I'd say. So anything bigger than a, a Westie, it'll fit just fine. A little Jack Russell, it'll fit fine. Um, up to, well, a giant breed, really. So three sizes and three colors, um, black, blue, and, and red. And um, it, it's, we've only introduced it this year for this winter season. Um, and it's been a big hit in the United Kingdom and in the USA. Um, next year, we'll be rolling it out across the world um, and... Um, it's uh, been a, a big old success. What we found is that um, we don't say it's waterproof, we say it's weatherproof. Um, and if a dog jumps in the pond, is it going to survive? Well, actually, we've had really good feedback in this first year. Dogs have jumped into ponds, and it seems to be uh, able to resist water pretty well. That's the, that's the big worry with all these electrical devices on dogs. Where, are they going to be destroyed by water? It works well, and it also makes the owner feel safe because you see the dog, you figure there's someone else with the dog, so it just makes you and your dog more visible. And there are four settings on this vivid collar. Um, one of them is a light-sensitive mode so that when the dog is in daylight or in, in an illuminated house with normal lights on, um, it goes off. Uh, and then as soon as the dog goes outdoors, it comes on again automatically in the dark. So that's a really handy little feature. It also is reflective, so in car headlights it'll show up, and it also glows in the dark as well. So we try to provide all these 
extra little features, and it's not a lot of money. It should sell for about fifteen dollars and nineteen dollars max, so, um, depending on the size. So um, it's within the same sort of price range as people buy regular collars, um, but it has all these functional benefits as well. Thank you so much, Dr. Mugford. You've given our listeners so much interesting information about training dogs and about the products available from the company of animals. Where can our listeners find out more about these products and also about you and and the books you've written? Because that could be very useful for further training with their dogs. Well, if you Google my name, Roger Mugford, I'm afraid all sorts of terrible things about what I've done in life will come up. Um, and make sure you get the right R. Mugford, because I've got a daughter, a very clever daughter, who's a PhD, Dr. Ruth Mugford, and uh, she's a, an astrophysicist and a saving the world. But, so you Google Mugford's good. Go to our website, www.companyofanimals.com, if you live in Europe, .co.uk, or .com in the U.S., or companyofanimals, one word, .us. And um, I'm at the end of a phone. I'm a very accessible person, so through the website you can reach me directly send me an email we're on facebook and uh we've got a lot of fans on facebook um we're just beginning to tweet oh my god uh, and uh, i don't do all my own tweets um but uh we're we're a pretty accessible and 21st century company and uh but you know what we're dealing with is a relationship that goes back tens of thousands of years and um, we've all seen these amazing sort of uh, information internet um, based changes in the last 10 20 years dogs are keeping up with this uh, there are camcorders that allow you to see the world the way your dog sees it uh, with little camcorders on collars and um, you can look into what your dog is doing at home when you're in the office can't you all through the day and um, you can communicate with your dog directly through uh, the internet uh, and pretty soon we'll be having dogs driving cars I reckon and uh, doing all the bad things that we humans do we have so humanized and brought dogs on and into our lives and uh, I think it's fantastic it is thank you so much for coming on the show it's been brilliant and wonderful talking to you thank you Michelle thank you so much Dr. Mugford for coming on Best Bets for Pets and telling our listeners about training their dogs and the different products available from the Company of Animals. Listeners, you can find out more on the episode page of this episode about Dr. Mugford as well as about the Company of Animals. And there will be a link to the website. I'd like to also thank my team that tested out all these wonderful products from the Company of Animals. Thanks, Mr. Z, Dennis, and Nikki. And a special thanks to my producer for making me and my guest sound fabulous. And a huge thanks to my audience of listeners. Thank you so much. Any feedback, please send to michelle at petliferadio.com. Have a good one. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.